Coming up this week, Arkhamoto opens sales in six new states. Tesla shares about a future vehicle platform. GM unveils two new EVs and more. Well, hello, friends, and welcome to episode 124 of the EV Resource Podcast. I'm Zach Hurst, and each week I bring you the latest EV news, information, and interviews with industry experts. Before we get started with the news this week, I want to thank our podcast partner, Titan Auto and Tire in Central Virginia, for their support. Titan has three locations to serve you and your vehicle's maintenance and repair needs, and they are one of the very few independent shops that are qualified to work on EVs and hybrids. And from hybrids to Hummers, they fix everything. For more information, and to schedule an appointment for your vehicle, go to TitanAutoTire.com. That's TitanAutoTire.com. The lead story this week is one I couldn't find anywhere, so I wrote about it. Arkhamoto, makers of the right-sized, outrageously fun, ultra-efficient electric vehicles, announced in an email on October 20th that they are opening up six new states for sales of the FUV, those being New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Maryland, Georgia, Washington, D.C., and my home state here of Virginia. Once ordered, deliveries are expected to arrive within 90 to 120 days, so not long at all. With these recent state additions, Arkhamoto's FUV is now available in a total of 14 states. The other locations that were already open were Arizona, California, Florida, Hawaii, Nevada, Oregon, and Washington State. For interested people outside of the current availability, even though it was just expanded, if you say, for example, live in North Carolina, you can still put a deposit, a fully refundable $100 deposit, and essentially pre-order yours so that when the state becomes available, they will notify you and you can go into the design studio to actually build out your vehicle. To celebrate the occasion, the company also unveiled new limited edition vinyl designs that add even more choice to the look of the FUV. They say to be sure to check out Vice, Splash, and of course the Mystic Arts design. Uh, I have looked at them. They are definitely interesting design choices, if I have to be honest. Um, but that's the nice thing about vinyl wraps. There's something for everyone. And what works for me might not work for you. And what doesn't really work for me might work for a lot of other people. That's okay. Along with these new states, Arkhamoto has also made some changes to the design studio, removing options like uh, paint. Uh, they are going completely with vinyl wrap at this point. And, sadly, the popular half-door option has been removed as well from the design process. And I haven't spoken with anyone at the company about this yet. I actually just discovered this earlier today. But I personally think that the decision to remove the half-doors from the options list is a mistake. One of the biggest criticisms of the FUV is that it is not enclosed. It's open to the environment. And while the half doors don't fully enclose the driver and passenger, they are a nice addition to help protect riders from the elements. So I hope they bring that back soon. I cannot see the decision to remove that being something that helps the company unless they are having um, supply issues, which that opens up a whole other can of worms. And I'm not going to get into that. So uh, hopefully I'll be able to check with somebody at the company about that soon. And um, certainly if I find out important information that would be valuable to all of you, I will bring that back and report it. 
Next, Elon Musk has shared some details about Tesla's next vehicle platform, saying that he expects the vehicles to exceed Model 3 and Model Y production rates, be roughly half the cost, and also be smaller in size. Musk and other higher-level executives from the company were asked a variety of questions during the Q3 earnings call, but were hesitant to give any details about timelines for future vehicles and products, which is certainly understandable considering the um, known past when it comes to timelines that the company has. Musk said that the company was always moving forward with developments, but did not give any details. That being said, when he was asked about the company's third vehicle platform, he did mention that the next generation of Tesla vehicles will be produced in much larger quantities than the Model 3 and Y platform that currently accounts for 95% of the company's sales. This vehicle will be roughly half the cost of the Model 3 and Model Y. It will be much smaller in size, and Musk confirmed that the development of this vehicle and platform is the, quote, primary focus of the vehicle development team, end quote. So this is interesting and definitely could be a continuance of the comments that they revealed during the Battery Day presentation last year. I'm not going to hold my breath on this one, but it will be nice to see smaller and more affordable EVs on the road. Nearly a year after first teasing plans for an electric GMC Sierra pickup, the company has now officially unveiled the truck and opened reservations for the Denali Edition 1 trim level. The 2024 model year Sierra EV Denali will join the GMC family as its third electric offering, the Hummer SUV and Hummer EV pickup being the first two. Similar to the Chevy Silverado, which is likely to be a very similar vehicle, the GMC Sierra EV is expected to have an estimated range of 400 miles, extremely fast charging, and other cool features such as crab walk mode and four-wheel steering like we see on the Hummer EV. And all this is fine and good. We should see deliveries start later next year or early 2024. Pricing starts at $107,000 plus additional taxes and fees. And if you are in the market for this type of vehicle with that type of price tag, you can head over to the GMC website and put in your reservation. If, like many people, you would want to wait for something that's a bit more affordable, the company does say that lower trim options will have much lower starting price points. But maybe trucks aren't your thing. Maybe you prefer cars. GM also announced a new flagship vehicle for the Cadillac brand, the long-awaited Celestique Sedan. When we eventually start to see deliveries of this vehicle, it will be the second EV bearing the Cadillac badging and one of many other EVs that GM is producing. This one is going to be very different, though. Cadillac is describing the Celestique as the most technologically advanced and the most luxurious vehicle ever, and it will have the price tag to match. So let's take a step back for a moment and look at the ultra-luxury vehicle market. Take brands like Rolls-Royce and Bentley, for example. These brands are practically synonymous with the epitome of luxury and style for the ultra-rich of the world and have a price tag to match. I don't think Rolls-Royce sells a car for less than $400,000 with many of them looking closer to five, 500000 that is. And while Bentley has offerings that are easily $100,000 to $200,000 less, you're still looking at roughly a quarter of a million dollars for the rights to your own. And now Cadillac wants a share of this market segment. Each Celestique will be hand-built and fully customized for each individual owner. There will be no Celestique vehicles alike. 
Rory Harvey, Cadillac's global vice president, shared these thoughts. Quote, Celestique is like no Cadillac before it, and the client experience is equally exceptional. Each vehicle is a unique expression of its owner, leveraging leading-edge technologies that make the driving experience personal and rewarding. With an extremely low volume of hand-built vehicles to be offered globally each year and an exclusive declaration process, Celestique will truly be a custom-commissioned one-of-one. Each client will experience a personalized journey to make their vehicle exactly the way they desire, end quote. The Celestique models will be constructed at GM's Global Technical Center in Warren, Michigan, the first vehicle to be built at that site since it opened 66 years ago, and the automaker has invested $81 million in order to make that happen. Production is expected to begin in December of 2023, and although Cadillac would not share the total vehicle output it has planned, its team did say that it expects to be producing only two EVs per day when assembly gets going. Now, as to the pricing for the Celestique, you can bet that it's going to be up there as well. Cadillac says that the starting MSRP is going to be over $300,000 and pricing can quickly increase from there based on the customer's level of personalization. I have no doubt that the company is going to sell every single one that they can make, however few that might be. But I have to ask, do we really need more EVs that cost well into the six figures? EVs already have the stigma of being toys for the rich and that they're too expensive, and this is one that certainly doesn't help. I applaud GM for coming out with more EV options, certainly, you know, starting on the low end with the Bolt EV and the EUV and kind of working up from there, but this is one that I just, I don't know. I'm not sure that it makes a lot of sense for them to uh, go in that direction, but Hey, you know what? I am not an executive at an automotive company, so maybe somebody there knows a lot more than I do. Next, another vehicle that is easily into the six-figure price range, the Porsche Taycan, has been spotted testing around the Nürburgring in Germany, sporting some additional aerodynamic elements that we haven't seen before. And there's no missing the pronounced front spoiler, bulky side skirts, and significantly sized rear wing, and the modifications lend to speculation that Porsche is working on a trim level of the Taycan that will be a strong competitor to vehicles like Tesla's Model S Plaid and Lucid's Air Sapphire. So we don't know a whole lot at this point. There have been rumors that Porsche is working on a more powerful three-motor variant of the Taycan, but we will have to wait to see. Either way, it's exciting to see what Porsche's response to these other EVs will be, Certainly, I think it's safe to say they aren't going to let the Taycan be forgotten. That much is for sure. Now, do you all remember when Texas had some serious grid reliability issues during the winter and uh, where a number of uh, natural gas plants and I believe possibly wind turbines froze? Um, it's supposedly I haven't really gone back to double check the reporting on all of that. But regardless of what actually happened during that mess, it's safe to say that the state should have done and should be doing everything they can to make sure that grid failures like that never happen again. And to that point, it looks like they've been busy. The Electric Reliability Council of Texas, better known as ERCOT, has unanimously approved a pilot project that will allow Tesla to use Powerwalls as virtual power plants to provide electrical energy to help with grid resiliency. 
This distributed energy resource project is a historic move by the organization and is being celebrated by many. And I love hearing stories like this. Distributed energy is one of my favorite things to learn about recently, along with microgrids and renewable energy systems in general. And to see progress like this being made is something that gives me a lot of hope for the future of energy systems in this country. And I can't wait to see how successful this project is. Lastly, this week, the 2022 Virginia Clean Energy Summit saw clean energy leaders from across the state connect here in Richmond, Virginia to discuss current clean energy policy, innovations, and strategies to reduce Virginia's carbon footprint and support Virginia businesses. The event this year highlighted the many different technologies that are creating opportunities for Virginia business while building a more reliable, responsive, and environmentally friendly energy system. More than a dozen panel discussions and keynote presentations were held on topics that included solar power, energy efficiency, energy storage, electric vehicles, microgrids, wind power, smart buildings, clean energy policy, and more. The goal of the Virginia Clean Energy Summit is to focus on the synergies among these technologies and businesses, as well as the consumer, environmental, and business opportunities that are emerging from their deployment. Conference attendees included Governor Yunkin, representatives from state and local governments, businesses, members of the academic community, and multiple NGOs. Alan Harned, director of Virginia Clean Cities, said, quote, This annual event was excellent with a wide range of participants from Senator Kane to Governor Yunkin to local officials all working on affordable, reliable clean energy and innovation. Virginia Clean Cities was glad to be there with the Virginia Department of Energy and several booths of electric vehicle charging information, and it was an honor that the conference had an EV emphasis on the 21st, end quote. Several electric vehicles were on display Friday for event attendees, including models from Chevy, Hyundai, Volkswagen, Tesla, and Polaris. The Virginia Clean Energy Summit is a unique collaboration of prominent renewable energy groups all across the Commonwealth. Co-hosts included Virginia Energy, Virginia Renewable Energy Alliance, Virginia Department of Environmental Quality, Virginia Advanced Energy Economy, Virginia Energy Efficiency Council, and CHESA. For more information about Virginia Clean Energy Summit, head over to vacleanenergysummit.org. All right, that's your show for this week. Thank you so much for listening. Please do not hesitate to share this with your friends, family, anyone that you might know that's interested in electric vehicles. If you would, leave a review on either Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you're listening to this podcast. It's super easy to do, takes very little time, and actually makes a big difference when it comes to how the algorithms calculate what podcasts to show to others when they're searching for things like electric vehicles. If you want to listen to any of the previous podcast shows, you can find them on the webpage under the podcast section and on all of the best podcast platforms. If you're looking for more EV resource content, I encourage you to subscribe to the YouTube channel as well as sign up for the monthly digital magazine. I want to thank our Patreon supporters. Thank you so much to Rajiv Narayan and Christopher Lawrence for leading the pack at the executive producer tier. If you enjoy the podcast and feel like I've earned your support, the best way to provide that, to show your support, is through Patreon. Tiers start at $5. I have also added a top tier recently for $25 a month. You can get all of the benefits of the lower tiers and also an EV resource branded t-shirt. 
And I think this is the big part. You can help influence EV resource content, not just for this podcast, but also for the magazine and YouTube as well. So if you've been on the fence about supporting my efforts here with EV resource, please consider heading over to patreon.com slash EV resource and look into becoming a part of our growing Patreon family. I invite your feedback via email to hello at ev-resource.com. You can find EV Resource all across social media. So come connect with us and engage in discussions about the latest and greatest of what's going on in the EV world. Other notable things to mention before I sign off here, in the show notes, you'll find a few different referral links for products or companies that I have decided to recommend to you all. I have a referral link for Aptera. They are the makers of solar electric three-wheeled vehicles that they are actually looking to start production next year. If you are planning on reserving one of these or just curious, please use my referral link. You'll get 30% off the initial deposit and on my end, I'll get a credit towards an Aptera vehicle. So it's a win-win. If you're interested in solar for your home or business, consider using my referral link for Power Solar. Power has been working in the solar space for many years and is offering many owners a $0 down solution for freeing themselves from dependency on the grid. The next one is OMU lithium-ion 12-volt batteries. Traditionally, 12-volt batteries in cars, and yes, EVs too, have been either lead-acid or absorbed glass mat style. These are crude, honestly, and ultimately don't really perform very well, and they don't last very long either. Omu's lithium-ion 12-volt batteries are the best-performing battery on the marketplace and sometimes can last twice as long as traditional options. So if you're in need of a replacement 12-volt auxiliary battery for your Tesla or other vehicle, hit up my referral link. You will get a discount if you use the code EVR at checkout, and I will get a small amount from the company as well. And lastly, if you've been thinking about starting your own podcast, I have a link to Buzzsprout. I use Buzzsprout to host this podcast, and I really like a number of things about the platform. First, they make it super easy to upload and store all of my podcast episodes, but they also have creative ways of monetizing the podcast once it reaches a certain size. There's a lot more that I could say about them, but if you're interested, I'll let you check out the link. So with that, thank you so much for being with me, and I'll catch you next week.